You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another Top 3 Thursday episode here on Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Whether you're listening on your favorite podcast provider or watching on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. And don't forget that we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, we're going to hit the pause button for a day on the position by position preview is going to push wide receiver over to next week because today we're joined by a very special guest. My very, very good friend Dylan Sanders of Canal Street Chronicles is here to talk about an excellent piece that he wrote over at CSC talking about replacing Hall of Fame quarterbacks over the course of recent history. What worked, what didn't, and where does it all factor in for the New Orleans Saints? We also choose our top three players that we're most excited to see at New Orleans Saints training camp. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, and your Tuesday co-host over the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of lanyard for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. All right, everybody, get started with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Don't forget to go and also check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show as well for everything going on around the NFL, wherever you get your podcast. But today, as always, we're focused on the New Orleans Saints here on Locked on Saints. And I'm joined today by a very, very special guest. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube or you just heard him wave over on the podcast side, I think that's how it works. Uh, we're joined by my good friend, Dylan Sanders, my co-host over at our FPC Daily Show, 5 p.m. Eastern time every day over at Full Press Coverage, Full Press Radio, Dylan and Ross Save Sports. You can also catch all of his work over at Canal Street Chronicles, and he's the TikTok guru for New Orleans.football, <laughs> the one and only Nick Underhill, Dylan Sanders, at Dilly Sanders on Twitter. How are you, man? I'm doing good, Ross. You know, it's uh, I, I love it. I, I love being here on June 24th, 2021, uh, recording this episode. <laughs> yes, on, it. on June 24th. <laughs> you know how we roll. Specifically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here, man. Always a pleasure to talk with you. I'm always grateful we get to do it every day, but not always here with Locked on Saints. We're going to be changing that, though, because you're going to I'm going to bring you through uh, quite a bit here over the offseason. I wore and this. I thought I was talking to Matt Moscona today, so I wore the I, LSU <laughs> So you thought you were coming to Locked on LSU. Matt and I do it all the time. Bait and switch, we look a little similar, so people always get us confused. But uh, but Dylan's coming through today because he wrote a, a fantastic piece over at CanalStreetChronicles.com talking about replacing Hall of Fame quarterbacks, the history of quarterbacks and teams that have had to do it in the past, and now the New Orleans Saints looking to do it here in 2021. So Dylan, let's start there, and then we'll get to our top three Thursday segments where we're going to talk about the players that we're most excited to see at training camp. Uh, what's the bottom line here? What's the big takeaway that you want everybody to take away from your article about trying to replace or find success after replacing a Hall of Fame quarterback? No, listen, doing this research was not the 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 happiest or sure. the most <laughs> in light, like, light work that I've done uh, mm-hmm. because I realized not a lot of teams find immediate, immediate success after losing a Hall of Fame quarterback. And that only makes sense, right? Yes. You've had a great quarterback for the last 20 years. Most teams are not the Green Bay Packers. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, and you know what? The thing about the Green Bay Packers is they uh, they also didn't make the playoffs. Right. The, right. the, year, the, the first year that, that uh, Aaron Rodgers took over. Yeah. So my bottom line is, is to level expectations for this team. 
And like I said, I mentioned the article, not every situation is the same, but here we see seven straight teams lose their longtime starting uh, Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And immediately, none of them had a winning season the next year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not a great look, but what you're saying basically is like, hey, maybe the expectations should be a little bit low and understanding if the result Mm -hmm. isn't a 10 win, 11 win playoff season. Yeah, and in in looking th- looking through the team, I didn't just look at the quarterback position. I looked at the rest of the team. The Saints have a better roster than most of these teams did. Mm-hmm. Um, where where are some of those places in particular where you see the Saints maybe being in a better situation? Um, maybe uh, I'd say we have a better defense than Tom Brady left the New England Patriots with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially uh, with all the opt outs over there too in that twenty twenty season. A better overall team than Eli Manning left the the New York Giants with. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts had a lot of turnover that year. Now uh, the Colts, the Colts were uh, an interesting one because they were kind of the outlier for you, right? In terms of the research that you did, they uh, they were a weird they were a weirder team because Manning's last year was 2011, mm-hmm. but he didn't play that year for them. Right. He got hurt, so mm-hmm. they got to immediately had they had that season where they went they did bad, and then they drafted Andrew Luck. Right, and not um, every team goes from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Uh, and Andrew Luck, actually, I was wrong a second ago. They the Andrew Luck's first year they finished eleven and five. Mm-hmm. But that was them. Suck for the Luck outlier. was the whole thing, right? They had the yeah. first round pick immediately after that. They didn't go directly from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. There was a losing season essentially yes. in between. Yes, technically. Yeah, technically mm-hmm. they did, but the, yeah. But to be fair to them, they didn't have the chance to replace Peyton Manning because he got the right. surgery before, like right before the preseason started. Mm-hmm. That knocked him out for that year. And then yeah, they left absolutely. and they got, uh, they got Andrew Luck and then they were set from there. Mm-hmm. And also they were an outlier because the Saints <laughs> did not draft Andrew Luck. Right. Right. Yeah. But they do go to a number one overall selection potentially mm-hmm. in Jameis Winston. So there's that. But we've also seen Jameis Winston for five seasons now, six if you include the little bit that we got to see him last year. Do you feel more confident in the Saints quarterback situation than some of these other situations that you looked at? Um, I saw a lot of scary similarities oh, okay. to a lot of these situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one that really scares me in particular is the Dallas Cowboys after Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Um, they left. Um, they they left the year like the the year going into after Troy Aikman left. They had a they had a quarterback carousel. Mm-hmm. Essentially, they didn't know who their starter was. They had brought in veterans to mm-hmm. compete with their young guys that they had drafted and been trying to develop. And uh, none of them really worked out. They didn't. They didn't uh, find success until about six years later. Uh, whenever they signed, uh, whenever they brought in uh, un- uh, undrafted free agent Tony Romo, I think I've heard of Tony Romo before. Uh, uh, and the thing, <laughs> the thing about Tony Romo is we we could look at we could look at Taysom Hill in this situation, Ross, because sure. the one I didn't I didn't mention mention this in the article, but Tony Romo, I don't I don't think most people notice or think about this. He was on the Cowboys roster for three years before he took over. Right. He was able to. De- he he was developing behind a bunch of behind the quarterback carousel. He didn't take over for two or three years yeah. until after he got signed by them as if as an undrafted free agent, and then it worked out. Yeah, and Sean Payton was a part of that development too for Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. 
which is something to also consider. So let's say that let's say that you look at the 2021 season, right? Let's say we get to the end of the 2021 season. The Saints are, let's say, 10 and 7, right? 17 game season. What went right for the Saints to buck the trend? Um, they really okay, everyone has been freaking out about this cap situation. They didn't really lose that much. Mm-hmm. Um the they, they lost Emmanuel Sanders on offense. Sure. But but you hope the hope is that that uh one of your bigger armed quarterbacks than Drew Brees was will be mm-hmm. able to unlock that Emmanuel Sanders in a uh, a Deontay Harris or a Marquez Callaway or a sure. Traquan Smith. Sure. Um, so they're better off. They have they have an amazing offensive line, mm-hmm. and then an amazing uh, running back in Alvin Kamara. So they have talent around talent around a surrounding of that most of these other teams didn't have. Absolutely. So, all right, so we'll see exactly how it works out. I have the Saints being a double-digit win team this year. I think that they can do it. I think, though, that it comes down to picking and sticking with a quarterback. No changes or anything midseason or, you know, if one of them struggling, stick with them and then sort of go the loyalty to the quarterback route, I think mm-hmm. would benefit them as opposed to any kind of, you know, three-game-in change type of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, would, so, I, would, I, would, I would almost bet on it, Ross. Oh, would you bet on it? Uh-huh. Well, I have a great place for you to be able to do that, Dylan, because in a moment, we're going to be talking about our top three Thursday. We're going to each pick three players that we're looking forward to. But if Dylan wants to bet on the New Orleans Saints, you could do that. You know where, Dylan? Over at betonline.ag. Ah, I can't wait. I lo- I'm going there right now. Go over to betonline.ag. You could bet on futures right now. You could bet on uh, you know win totals for teams right now. And they Whoa. also have some game of the year lines already up that you can whoa, bet on whoa, whoa, as well. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Sound so cool. So you can check it out over at betonline.ag. And of course, Dylan, we're big time NBA fans as well. So you have the Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals, the Futures right now, Milwaukee favorite to win the NBA championship as well. So you could go ahead and check that out and much more over at betonline.ag. Uh, it's free to sign up and you can go ahead and use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Huda Nation, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Once again, joined by Dylan Sanders at Daily Sanders on Twitter, one of our writers and our social media expert over at Canal Street Chronicles. And of course, he's also the TikTok guru for the New Orleans dot football as well and has much, much more on the way. And of course, co-host of Dylan and Ross Save Sports, our uh, FPC radio show, which you can catch every five uh, every day at 5 p.m. Eastern time over on the full press coverage app or fullpressradio.com. Dylan, uh, every Thursday here on the show, I do top three Thursday. I pick a topic and I do the top three of that topic. Today, we decided we're going to do this one together, but we're going to go about it a little bit differently than we usually would, as opposed to doing um, just three each. So we'll do it sort of like we do over on the, the radio show all the time to where we'll actually go uh, draft style. So you're going to pick three. I'm going to pick three. You get the first pick. We're talking about the three players that we are most looking forward to seeing in training camp. It could be for good reasons. It could be because they're coming back from injury. It could be because we expect them to be a breakout, whatever it might be. Let's start off. You get the first overall selection here. Which first player are you taking that you're excited to see at New Orleans Saint training camp? Um, Ross, I'm gonna, I am gonna. I feel like I hate going the obvious route, but I feel like there's one obvious 
mm-hmm. uh, situation that we really, you know, everybody, we've been all been talking about it. Everybody, it's, it's a real competition. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and draft Nolan Cooney. <laughs> I knew it. I knew. Because I cannot wait for this punter battle, Ross. You have to love a punter battle, right? I'm really excited for it. Yeah, and we thought we were going to get one last year. Blake Gillikin coming in as an undrafted free agent with Thomas Morstead. Blake Gillikin went to injured reserve. Now it's between the uh, formerly mulleted Penn State punter now going up That's against the Syracuse of. punter. <laughs> it's the, getting rid of the mullet. You were done with it at that point. Ross, do you know how many times Nolan Cooney punted last last year? 74, 76? 73, I 73. believe. 73. Jeez, Which is ridiculous. about 20 more than the second place punter. That's ridiculous. That's how bad that Syracuse offense was. You should feel bad, Syracuse. <laughs> and I think he got, I think it was 20 plus were within, uh, were within the opponent's 20 yard line. I think mm-hmm. he only had a pair of touchbacks as well. Like I he was incredible right, last year. I have year. it right here, Ross. Um, Nolan Cooney last year, um, he punted 74 times in 2020 for, for a 44.8 yard average. Uh, he had 25 punts over 50 yards and 24 downed mm-hmm. within the 20 and only three touchbacks. Three touchbacks. There you go. So, I mean, he was incredible. Really, really, really good. All right. So you went the punter battle. I'm going to go to another player here, a big name, another obvious one or an actual obvious one for me in this one. Uh, I'm going to go with wide receiver Michael Thomas. Uh, I, I just I can't not talk about the fact that he's coming off of uh, you know, a, a season to where he dealt with a bunch of injuries, just over 500 receiving yards, only one touchdown in that season has yet to put together a season to where he has double digit touchdowns. And now all of a sudden he gets to be in you know a part of this offense that could potentially open up a little bit more vertically, expand a bit downfield, and we'll see exactly how it is that he fits into that and how his role potentially changes, whether it's with Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. I think, you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit more of the downfield play ends up opening up for him as the offense that was compressed and compacted last year could potentially expand a little bit going into 2021. I still contend that it's going to be mostly conservative, but you'll see a few more of those seven-step drops, extra blocker back there looking to take a shot downfield. I think Michael Thomas might get an opportunity to take advantage of that, and I think he's looking forward to showcasing that, and we'll get to start to see it as early as uh, training camp begins for New Orleans. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going with my second one now. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is going to be obvious. Uh, someone I obviously am interested in, Ross, um, that you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm excited to see Adam Troutman. Oh this yeah, this offseason. Uh, you know, a true uh, his second. He had his first NFL season. I'm really excited to see how he looks and, and what he looks like. He's been training with a bunch of other tight ends. He was training now, Ross. He's uh, recently with Jameis Winston. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what that's looked like. And what his route running is, because that's what a lot of people, a lot of Saints players who have worked out with him this offseason alone have said. It's crazy how how he's running these routes and how hard yeah. he's running for a tight end. Yeah, he's been, I mean, look, you, you talk about somebody who had just over 100 receiving yards last year, but you have every reason to be excited about him, right? I mean, putting too much expectation on him is one thing, but being excited about him to me is entirely different. And I think that there's a lot of reason to be excited during camp. I think he could be one of those guys like we always talk about the wide receivers that end up jumping out and being the standouts in camp. I think that Adam Troutman could be one of those guys that garners a ton of attention in terms of the replays, the video sharing, the retweets, all of that stuff, the I, big catches. I think we could see him be one of those guys too in camp. I'll never take I'll never pass up a chance to mention my favorite Adam Troutman uh camp oh, yeah. video is him mossing Jeremy Chin at the senior bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember let me uh, 
was that the last time? No, it was not the last time that you were on the show, but you came on after you went to the senior bowl two years ago and you said, watch out for this guy, Adam Troutman, specifically because you got to see him in those one-on-ones. You got to see him in that practice environment, which is now, by the way, sponsored by walk-ons, which is pretty cool, or presented by walk-ons, which is pretty cool. I've but yeah, been, I mean, uh, you pointed him out for a while ago. I've been high on Adam Troutman for a while and I'm I'm still, I'm still am. I'm really excited to see this all season. Yeah, I think it's gonna be great. All right, so we're gonna get to the other three selections here, but we talked about Nolan Cooney, we talked about Michael Thomas, we talked a bit about Adam Troutman. Are you excited to see Michael Thomas uh, once he gets back to camp here? Yeah, I am. I, I just I want to see. I think he'll be fine, but mm-hmm. you know, I just want to see what he's been doing because he's one of the one of the only people we haven't seen working out with uh, with the uh, the quarterback. So I'm really excited to see what he's been doing, what he looks like, uh, and how he looks running. Yeah. And coming back from a high ankle sprain in particular, and I'm, I'm sure you know that ended up turning into other issues to when he got to the point where he shut himself down for the season. So I think that you know when you deal with that, that's something that lasts quite a while. So I think you know him taking his time to kind of get better over the course of the off season, potentially focus on I don't want to say rehabilitation, but focus on healing up at least getting into the 2021 season. I think was wise on his part. Mm-hmm. I agree maximizing his opportunity to be able to come back and be a big part of this offense in 2021. That's certainly going to need him, right? I mean, we saw what that the offense could still kind of accumulate a little bit last year, but you also had the the Hall of Fame quarterback that we were talking about in the the, the first segment with Drew Brees that, you know, you still had that as a part of your offense. You don't this year and you're going to either somebody that's got four starts or somebody that hasn't started a game since 2019. And both of these guys have a lot of question marks. It's not that either of them are impossible or, or, you know, that either, or that it is impossible that either one of them could be, you know, starting quarterbacks for the team, but having a weapon like Michael Thomas certainly helps you in that department. Yeah. He, he just, he's going to be the biggest, I think he's the biggest part of this season Mm. without Mm -hmm. a doubt. So we need him to be good for regular season week one, especially with a shortened, uh, shortened, uh, preseason. Not that he would be playing at all in week three, week four anyway. Uh, But still, that that is still a week of practice that we're missing out on before the season starts for us. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be interesting, too, because you go through training camp, then you get preseason games one, two, and three, and then there's a full week off before the week one matchup actually comes through. So there's a bit okay. of a rest period uh, yeah. in between. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they manage that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get to these next three, Ross. But for now, we've built, we've built this... Uh, <laughs> We've built this, these teams, these teams so far. I'm excited to see what happens. We've kind of set the bar. You know, some could say we've built the bar, Ross. And <laughs> man, my taste buds, you know, my mouth is watering for some reason, Ross. Why would that be? I, I have a feeling that the reason why your mouth is watering is because you said the words built bar. And I don't know if you know this or not, I, but built bars dumb. are the best tasting protein bars on the market. They're protein bars that taste like candy bars, they're incredible. Nine different flavors. Dylan, you tried some of these at the Senior Bowl. Oh, they're all delicious. Every I brought a whole box every, of them. Every single one I've tried has been amazing. Did you? Do you remember? Do you have a favorite flavor? Um, it was one of the chocolate coconut ones. It was new. I oh believe. yeah, yeah, yeah. The chocolate brownie chunk one or coconut brownie chunk one. I think is what it was. Coconut and chocolate that are two was... of my favorite flavors. There you go. And oh. there's actually there's actually three of those flavors. So you have the coconut brownie chunk, which is a limited time flavor that ends up continuously coming back because it's a top seller. But you also have a coconut and a coconut almond that tastes just like Almond Joy, which I absolutely love. Covered in 100% chocolate. You got the cosign here from Dylan. You know they taste fantastic, but they're also only four or five grams of sugar, 17, 18 grams of protein. So high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in carbs, low in sugar. 
They're great for you. So go and check them out over at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it. Houdat Nation, we are wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints. Joined by Dylan Sanders at Dilly Sanders on Twitter. And Dylan, we were going through our top three players that we're most excited about when it comes to uh, training camp right around the corner, just a little bit over a month away with the universal reporting date being on July 27th. Here we are on June 24th. So just a little bit away from this. Uh, We talked about (laughs) Nolan Cooney, who I think has been my favorite selection so far, wide receiver Michael Thomas, and tight end Adam Troutman. Now it's my turn as we're going through this draft style to take a look at a couple of these other players. So for my second selection, I'm going to go with defensive tackle David Onyemata. Let me me actually rephrase that. Let me actually rephrase that. I'm going to go with defensive tackle Shy Tuttle. That's actually a little bit more interesting to me. Not that, I look, I think David Onyemata takes one more step forward and he's in conversation for being in the, I would say, tier one of defensive tackles, understanding that Aaron Donald is in his own tier above that, right? Like there's Aaron Donald and then there's tier one, I tier two. I don't tier think three. you can even put him in the tier of, of a position. Aaron Donald right. has his own position. Yeah. Football player. Best football player in the NFL, like hands down. So I think that David Onyemata can play himself up there. But when it comes to what's going to be most intriguing to me, I want to know who's going to be lining up next to. David Onyemata. So I'm really interested to see the continued growth of a guy like Shy Tuttle, who has landed on the map big time. He had the big interception. He stiff armed, uh, you know, Matt Ryan back to the sunken place. It was just incredible, <laughs> like that moment. But you have this guy who's also like consistently generated pressure. He's consistently been somebody that's made plays. He's made good stops in in, in the run game. So he has shown to be a little bit all around, if you will. So I'm excited to see him in camp continue to develop and take steps forward, particularly with some more uh, competition around. Yeah, Shy Tuttle, you know, I'm just really excited to see what the Saints do with these defensive linemen because they have a couple and they have a couple Mm -hmm. really interesting ones. Uh, So that's really just what I mean. I'm excited for that competition. I'm excited for all the competitions, Ross. There's a lot of competition in this. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting, too, right? Because you're not used to seeing that with New Orleans. You're used to seeing the competitions be like the fullback position the third tight end position and the fourth cornerback spot. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're not used to seeing these like spots where people get to compete as starters. And uh, to round out my, my three Ross, uh, you know, if there's one thing people know about me is I love my blue, blue bloods. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've taken Nolan Cooney. I've taken uh, Adam (laughs) Troutman. Right. Uh, You know, Syracuse in Ohio, uh, uh, not Dayton, Ohio. Dayton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to round out with another blue blood, I'm going to go Lawrence Woods out of Truman State. Uh, Okay. One of the most exciting players for me, Ross. Uh, We've watched, you know, you know how we're, you know, we're good friends because we've watched punt coverage tape together. (laughs) (laughs) Locked on special teams, baby. It's all Uh, about it. We're all uh, about it here. I I love me some special teams. Uh, And I'm excited to, he's one of the most uh, excited I am to see, uh, as an undrafted free agent in these camps, because I think he has a great chance to make the roster because of how he performs in camp. Yeah. I've ne- Russ, I've never seen a team game plan for a specific gunner before. And teams had to start right. doing that for, yeah. for him over uh, yeah. at Truman State. 
Yeah. Uh, Truman State in Chicago, Illinois. I'm doing a big feature on him when we talking to his coach, his defensive coordinator, stuff like that. So we'll we'll continue to talk about Lawrence Woods here over the offseason. But man, look, I, I have I have some numbers on him. Uh five foot nine, 182 pounds, only and and only, quote unquote, as we talk about it now, four five speed, right? Because anything below four four, we kind of say only nowadays. But he was a 2018 special teams player of the year for his conference, had four kick return, kickoff return touchdowns. 50.7 yards per return over 12 kick returns in that season. He has the school's eighth best all-time kick return total with 609 yards. That includes him missing a large portion of the 2020 season and having an ACL injury. Two-time special teams player of the year award as well in 2018. So he really racked up the accolades and put some big-time numbers uh, on, on paper. And you know what I love, Ross? Gunners. What you love? Love Gunners. Terry McLaurin, remember the idea for Terry, Terry McLaurin Terry. was that, oh, he'll be a fantastic special teamer. And then he turned into Scary Terry or continued to be Scary Terry, rather. Mm-hmm. All right, Dylan, I'm going to give my final selection here. This one should probably come as absolutely no shock to anybody that has been listening to the podcast or has followed me on Twitter since the beginning of the draft cycle. I'm going to go with cornerback Paulson Adebo out of Stanford, the rookie. I think we could reasonably pick any rookie, right? Kawan Baker, Peyton Turner, who you had a phenomenal interview with over at Canal Street Chronicles. And we should give your guy, Dylan Sainer, a shout out too. He'll be very interesting to watch in that tight end room to see if he's able to find his way to the roster. Iowa State undrafted free agent. Sounds familiar. It should. Uh, but I'm interested to see Paulson Adebo. As of right now, still no veteran cornerback has been brought in for the New Orleans Saints to join this roster. Mickey Loomis was on WWL Radio on uh, Wednesday afternoon and mentioned that they're still interested in potentially pursuing that, but it has to be the right situation because they're kind of strapped at this moment when it comes to the salary cap. And so for me, I'm looking at Paulson Adebo potentially getting a chance to just be competing with guys like Patrick Robinson, PJ Williams, and others. And that's a good opportunity for him. There's also Keith Washington, who I was high on last year. I think that he's somebody that could potentially, I mean, he balled out during camp last year. If he can repeat that, that would be really, really good for him and help him make the roster as well. But Paul Sanadibar, I'm really interested in seeing, can he bounce back from not being on a football field, playing full speed for almost two years by the time the 2021 season starts for New Orleans? And can he claim the starting cornerback two role opposite Marshall Lattimore? Yeah, no, I'm really excited for Paul Sanadibar. This is one of the guys that I, uh, ever since we've known the draft class, known the UDFAs, this is someone I've been really excited to see on the football field. Uh, he's got a lot of traits that I like whenever I go to look at cornerbacks. Uh, you know, he's physical. He knows he's athletic. He's does what he does and he's, he's good at it. And I think he's going to contribute really early on in his career. Yeah, absolutely. So Dylan, this was a ton of fun. Uh, we went through our top three Thursday here, each name, three players that we're excited to see going through training camp. Tell us a little bit about your fantastic work over at Canal Street Chronicles. Tell the folks a little bit about uh, what to expect. <laughs> about what to expect if they throw you that follow. Give them a reason to come through at Dilly Sanders on Twitter. Oh, you're going to get some memes. <laughs> and I throw a lot of memes out there. You're going to get a lot of tweets about LSU. I'm a student True. at LSU. You're going to get a lot mm-hmm. of tweets about the Saints. And you're going to get a lot of nonsense. But fun nonsense, you know? Fun nonsense. I have been, I have been told I've been someone's, uh, someone's third favorite Twitter follow. All right, y'all. One more big thank you and a big shout out to my good friend, Dylan Sanders at Dilly Sanders on Twitter. Ton of fun having him here 
on the show, and we'll be seeing him a bunch over the course of the offseason. For tomorrow's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be joined by Andrew Doak of WWL-TV, going to talk a little bit more about the Saints offseason as well. He came through before the draft. Now we're going to talk about the draft and what it means for the Saints heading into training camp. And of course, we'll get you caught up on all of your big stories around the New Orleans Saints and our In Case You Missed It like we do every Friday. So we have all that coming up for you tomorrow. For today, though, stay locked on today with the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news that you need in less than 20 minutes. As always, y'all, thank you very much for all your support, for rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing, everything that you do to help grow this family. I'm eternally grateful for it. So thank you very much for always showing up for me. And I'll continue to always try to show up for you, especially over on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.